1: Italy and Portugal are off to World Cup playoffs. A bit of trouble for Arnie's Socceroo. Steven Gerrard back in the Premier League and the boys tried to pick their Premier League 11. Let me tell you, there are some shock inclusions and exclusions. All that and plenty more on the Gagan Pod. What's happening, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Gagan Pod. I'm back with the All Star cast, Mark Schwarzer, Michael Bridges, and Thomas Sorensen. Gentlemen, we're chatting today. Really during the games, Euro World Cup qualifiers, I'm not in the best mood. I've actually got my phone popped off to the side watching Italy, Northern Ireland. It is depressing to say the least, but I'll start with you, Bridgie. Your boys, England, they're up. I think it's 10-0 now on San Marino. Pretty good morning for you.
2: Claude, you're watching the wrong game, mate. Get on the England challenge. Watch them taking on San Marino. It's 10-0. Harry Kane, four goals. Breaking all records, Samarino down to ten men. This is absolutely brilliant. And at this moment in time, I am also cheering on Northern Ireland because it's nil <laughs> nil against
3: Italy. Trust what, rec- what, what records are they breaking, Bridget? Because like we know, Harry what Harry Kane's just taken
2: over Jimmy Greaves and he's equalled Gary Lineker and he's chasing down Wayne Rooney. So there you go. He's doing fantastic. Back to oh. back hat tricks since Dixie Dean back in oh 1929, I believe.
3: Just so it was just that record. Okay. No, there not world record in terms of amount of goals. Scored oh, again. get on with it. Come and on Northern yes. Ireland. Just English yes. irrelevant records. And,
2: and Claude, I've got to say Tommy's team, best Denmark
4: getting beat off Scotland. Tommy, what's going on? <laughs> I think we, we could see two goals in two games now. So I think there's going to be a national inquiry, uh, <laughs> into these things. Uh, but no, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Scotland. Like we all like Northern Ireland, but, you know, so, uh, yeah, I, I, good on them. I think uh, that, that that would potentially seed them in the playoffs. Um, so nobody wants to go to Hampton Park uh, come I think uh, May next year. So uh, should be exciting. Is
3: we'll it? Look- is it? Um, sorry, is it the the fact that the manager said he's staying didn't take the
4: Villa job and it's all going to go pear shaped now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I Just think he's been mixing it a little bit with it. Yeah, he has been uh, mixing it a bit with the starting lineup. But uh, yeah. You know, I think we're still lacking in a striker like we talked about last week. So uh, that is a potential problem it needs to solve.
1: It's good for that part of town, isn't it? Sweden through to the playoffs. They're pretty unlucky not to go straight to the World Cup. Finland look like they've maybe nagged the place in the playoffs as well. We're probably nine minutes away from Italy being there. Uh, Portugal are there. That was the biggest news of yesterday, guys. Could we potentially see a World Cup without Cristiano Ronaldo? Surely that is, that's just a violation to all football fans around the world if that happens.
2: It could be tragic, but I'll tell you what, he was very, very emotional. And we chatted about it during the week. We were saying, I was asking, is Ronaldo going to be the man that will lead them and get the results? You mentioned the, who who were you talking about
1: um, in that clip? I was talking about Dusan Vlaovic, but it wasn't him, was it? It was someone else. who's the man we forgot about? 20
2: goals in the championship. Mitrovic
1: again producing, mate. It was incredible
2: scenes. And I couldn't imagine a World Cup without Cristiano Ronaldo there. I want him to be there. I was delighted with the result, however. Um, It was just nice to see um, the spirit and the the late drama that came from that game. Um, But yeah, they've got to get through. I want to see Ronaldo at the
1: World Cup. Yeah, it was was big for Alexander Mitrovic. Of course, he's gone from zero to hero for Serbia. He's had some some poor performances in the past, missed some key penalties. Now he's back, putting them into the World Cup with a last-minute goal. And we've got to talk about him because... I guess a lot of, a lot of Premier League fans forgot about him. He's on 20 goals in 17 games in the championship. He's absolutely flying for club and country. January windows opening up. There's a few clubs cashed up with new managers. Could we see Mitrovic back in
3: the Prem in a couple of months? Schwartz, you're shaking your head. I can't see it. No, they've, they've, um, they've just given him a new contract um, not so long ago as well. So he's on an f- absolute fortune. Um, Fulham realise obviously how, how important he is for their, their push for promotion. I can't see it. I really can't see it. Um, if they get promoted Fulham and then they don't do so well, then maybe. But I, I I just don't think, I don't think, I don't think he actually, he wants to go. I think he's enjoying himself that much there. He's he's, he's the king of Fulham and he obviously loves it there. He's flying. I can't see him moving anytime Swarty, soon anyway. Swarty,
2: he played in the premiership and he was there with Newcastle United with uh, Rafa Benitez. And Rafa actually was the one that said, go away at the championship, prove your worth because... He didn't believe he was a premiership player. Do you believe that he can do it now once again after going down and, and doing his education in the championship? Is he a Premier League footballer now?
3: Is he a Premier League footballer? I, I listen, I think he is more than capable of 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 doing well in the Premier League. So long as he has the right team, the right players around, they play to his strengths. I mean, he's shown with Fulham though, he's not just a big lump. He's not just a big forward. He's technically good. He's 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 someone that will make runs. He just hasn't got that explosive pace to him. However, he's not slow. He just is, um, I, I would say Fulham at the moment are really playing to his strengths. So they will look for him. They'll play those balls in, into the near post area. They'll They'll cut him back. Mitrovic is always thinking. He's always uh, he's always making his runs. He's not actually always making the same run. He's varying it. Um, he also likes the physical challenge, but it's all about how they play to him. They play him, they give him the service, give him the, the have the runners off him, which he needs because, like I said, he's not that mobile. Um, he's a real handful. I mean, his record in the championship is incredible. Obviously, that jump up to the Premier League is big difference. But I thought last season and 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 two seasons before that they just didn't play to his strengths. They utilized him to get in the championship, into the Premier League out of the Championship and then just went away from playing to his strengths. They tried to play this all-conquering, wonderful style of football, um, which just got them nowhere in the end. Tommy, is there a such thing
1: as a championship player who can't do it in the Premier League? Did you see any of those in your time? Because I know in, in all countries, there's always those players that you just see top of the charts in the lower divisions, but as soon as you put them up to the top, for some reason, they can't do it.
3: Scotland 2-0, yeah!
4: Please don't give me that. I know it's Switzerland. Is Switzerland four 0 Bridgie?
2: It, no, it's not. It's been disallowed.
1: Oh okay. So we're kind of still uh, alive. It's, not it's, really. all, it's
4: all. It's all. happening. It's all happening. Uh, uh, I, I, th- I think with, with, with championship that I think you're you spot on that there, there is that type of player because and especially now uh, when the game has moved on so much, it's so technical. Um, that there's there's so much pace in the Premier League. And just just players that, you know, play in a championship where it's more physical, uh, probably more balls in the box. Um, you know, a, a little bit of what Sportsy said. Uh, a lot of teams play to their strengths and play to certain players' strengths. And and um yeah, you know, we we can talk about, you know, Bridgie had mentioned him, you know, a Kevin Ball, who I played with and Bridgie played with at, at Sunderland, you know, uh Uh, tough as nails he did play in the Premiership but if it had been today you know that hard-working player a little bit um, what's the other midfielder that was at Wigan as well who's at Sunderland always uh, had his his shorts his shirt tucked in the shorts um, Lee Catamull Lee Yeah, Lee Cardamol. Yeah. He's he's a similar. As soon type as he said player, shorts
2: that... tucked in, because he wore his shorts up yeah. <laughs> his chest, they were just
4: under his nipples. Exactly. <laughs> you know, those those sort of players, fantastic uh, in a the, in the, in the in the championship. But nowadays, there's certain requirements to play in the Premier League, and some players just doesn't well, have
2: it. Tommy, we played one of the best Championship players um, at and I couldn't get a game. It was Kevin Phillips. And Kev came from non-league football all the way through. We saw him in the championship. He single-handedly, probably him and Neil Quinn, obviously, got us promoted to the Premier League. And the question mark was, is Kev going to be able to do it? And he did. He was He was unbelievable. He was able to make that step into the Premier League and got the golden boot. So that, that's somebody that I saw so go through and thought, you know what it is, I want to try and emulate and learn so much off this guy, what he's done. But I've seen a lot of other players that haven't been able to adapt their game. And there was a special player that I loved watching in the lower leagues, a guy called Lee Trundle. Not sure if you, know, if anybody's listening, have a look at his highlights. Real left footer carried a bit of weight. Was absolutely fantastic with Swansea. And you're thinking, got to play in the Premier League, this guy. I never was able to. He just couldn't make that transition up. And when he lost all his weight at Leeds United, he wasn't the same player physically. He lost his. He just lost something about his game. Um, but what a talent! And you know, it, it's it's the elite that go on to be able to make that transition into the
1: Premier League and the Champions League. Yeah, well, it is that time of year where the, you know there are some struggling Premier League clubs and they have a look at some of the best of the championship. One of those names that were tossed around in the news for recent weeks was Harry Souter, our very own huge centre-back. He was tossed up with links to Tottenham, with links to Everton, and Australia had a bit of a disappointing 0-0 draw against Saudi Arabia at home last week. Schwartzy, Probably more doom and gloom than the result was the fact that Harry Souto has been announced, he's done his ACL, he's out for the remainder of the season. Such a talented defender. How much of a blow is that for Australia's World Cup chances and probably more so for his career?
3: Um, listen, obviously it's a blow for Australia. Is it going to prevent Australia from qualifying for the World Cup? No, um, not necessarily. However, he, he's obviously been a big part uh, has played a big part um, in the qualifying stages so far. And, yes, he's been playing very, very well for Stoke. So whenever you lose a player that's doing well, is growing in confidence, being linked with, you know, potential moves to the Premier League, um, there's a certain amount of confidence that goes with that when, um, when that happens, and, and you're going to miss someone like that. Um, from my, my understanding, he's very well-liked. He's, he's He's great around the group of players. Um, and he is a big loss. We saw by Graham Arnold's response, uh, reaction after the game, his comments that he made, how important he's been to, to their campaign and what a big loss he's going to be. But I think Australia is still more than capable of qualifying without him, as as, as difficult as that, that may be.
2: It, it's a huge test for Suter in his career at this moment in time. Like you say, there's a lot of people chasing him. I think he's been a breath of fresh air for Australian football they, they, and what he's been doing um, for Stoke. It's brilliant. This is a test of character and his mental strength to be able to get through this. And if he needs to take anything out of players that have come back from injuries, and especially with the ACL, he's got to look at Van Dyke of Liverpool and how he has come back to the, you know, the peak of his powers. So, you know, there's a lot of
3: things going on. Yes, Walty. Um, and his brother scored tonight against Denmark. Makes it even better, doesn't it?
2: Oh. Doesn't it, Thomas? <laughs>
3: fantastic, fantastic.
4: Yeah. No, yeah, but I, I think with, with with Suter out, I actually think you know I don't know. If you said Swartzy, it's not going to have the biggest effect. I, I think it will because you could see as soon as he went off, you know that stability at the back, and and suddenly that momentum in the game, the last ten minutes changed. Uh, you know, he, he's he's a he's a great threat as well from set plays. Um, so, so it's the edge I think of um, the Socceroos that's gone off a little bit with him being out so I, I think they've got a big big hole there to to fill uh, I know they've got players to to come back but you know it, it, it's I think it's a bigger challenge that, that you would think especially when you're going into the games you know Saudi Arabia away you got Japan coming to Australia you know those are the big games
1: Tommy Graham Arnold you be missed Tommy Graham Arnold called him the best defender in Asia. Is that a fair call? Your players like Yoshida, like Tomiyasu. There's plenty of them around.
2: Is, is a the, huge statement, by the way, when you're talking <laughs> about players like that? that are in the in the peak of their careers.
4: <laughs> fair yeah, call. You know, I, I think he's he, he's one of the, the the most ascending players. I think um, you know. I again, has said it. There, there's been talks about you know Everton, other clubs. I think he's played fantastic for Stoke. Uh, done extremely well for Australia. So and and nobody knows his limit. Like we we're, we're looking at the picture now but I think he's got so much more to go. He he's just started I think so so I think it's a fair call to to at least put him in that category. Is he the best? We can argue that but uh, so I feel for him and I uh, it's going to be a big challenge and you know sometimes you're in, in a career you get a wake up call and but it can also spur you on to you know to even better things and and he'll he'll come back stronger I'm, I'm sure.
2: There's a big call for Bulgaria because Switzerland have just gone 4-0 up.
4: Yeah, and that's
1: full-time. Italy, no-nil. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. Yes, I can. Unbelievable.
2: (laughs) Claude, (laughs) you've got to keep yourself upbeat, mate. This is a podcast, mate. I don't want to see or hear you feeling sorry for yourself. This happens in football, mate. Um, Yeah, sometimes the cream always
1: rises and sometimes it fails. It's just just harsher. It just reminds me of four years ago, unfortunately. That's what it is. I don't like these playoffs and... uh, Sweden's still in those could playoffs Could play as well. Sweden,
4: yeah. Yes, no, I don't, you don't could want that. play Sweden again.
2: <laughs> and can you imagine the headlines if Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who was playing for AC Milan, is the guy that gets the goal to knock Italy out? Could it, uh, oh, there you go. That's
3: a headline. Down. He,
4: he should have been sent off, Zlatan. That was a <laughs> n- nasty little. Oh wow! Oh how god.
3: is that even? Not, how did he not get sent off there? By the way, lions tackle
1: different humans, as he said. Oh yeah. my god! Because <laughs> he's Zlatan, he gets away with it. Let's not talk about those things, guys. All Once right, out. sorry. We're Let's getting get full, back on track. Full time all around the grounds. Back to Australia, though. We spoke about Graham Arnold and his comments on Harry Souter. But, gentlemen, we watched the game on Thursday. Bridgie, to you first. He gets a bit of stick, I think, being an Australian manager, not as experienced abroad. But did you think he got it wrong on the night, or can we put it down to conditions? I mean, you are playing top of the group, but we are at home. We have a good record. We expect to win a game like that.
2: Yeah, of course. At home, home advantage. And, like you say, you, you've. You've got to go all out to try and win that game. But at the end of the day, you can't expose yourself and get caught out and, and get done. And I I think what Graham Arnold has done um for Australian football, taking over um the reins, obviously trying to follow what, what Angers is done winning the Asian Cup and you know taking them to a World Cup. That's it's big shoes to fill. And I feel that Arnie what he's done during the COVID situation, how he's had to deal with that. He took on the 23s. I thought they were had a, an unbelievable Olympics as well. They looked very, very inspired. Uh, I like what he's had to do. He's had to adapt to certain things um, and also to try and keep the the staff motivated, keep the players going. It was a big test for them over the last few years. And coming out, the lights at the end of the tunnel are still in contention. And they had that record-breaking run before the Japan game, correct? Yeah. Uh, listen, you, uh, for me... He's silenced a lot of the critics. He's getting on with them. And I think he should be allowed to continue his, his reign of, um, and see out what he what he was set out to do. And that's why they employed him in the first place. There's too, too many people quick to make a reaction off of a defeat. And, um, you know, I think Saudi Arabia came and spoiled the party. Uh, mm. Some of the antics I didn't agree with. I thought it was some of the play acting was crap. Um, and that's what they do. But yeah, it's, it's still in his hands. And I still think he's, he's the man for the job because of the relationship he's got with the younger players, um, very much like what um, Gareth Southgate had done with England prior to getting the main job as well. He knows what's at that um, youth level.
1: But uh, I thought when I saw that it was raining, I thought that's surely going to suit us. I mean, how often does it rain in Saudi Arabia? Like you'd think that the weather was going to suit us, and it didn't. I thought they actually got better as the game went on. Schwartz, we've still got to go away to Saudi Arabia. That's a tough trip. We've got to play Japan at home. Any cause for concern? Are we making this World Cup or what?
3: Um, listen, the, the great thing about it is it's still in our own hands, right? So yes, I, I I believe it's a setback against Saudi. Only picking up a point at home, disappointing conditions, like you said, everything about it uh, um, was disappointing in that regard. Because it was, I think it was a great opportunity um, for Australia to to get the upper hand or certainly get back onto a level pegging with with uh, with Saudi um the saudi Saudi arabia so australia's next three games are obviously crucial um when you look at it, china vietnam oman if they win those three games uh, you know i think they're 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 in a very very good position obviously then they've got still japan and saudi arabia to play so the last two games potentially as long as australia get it right will obviously be the deciders. but i think When you look at it, you know, Saudi Arabia still has to play Japan. So hopefully, obviously, there's going to be someone who's going to lose points there. So uh, it may well be done and dusted before it comes to those last two games. But unlikely, I think certainly going into Australia, Japan, Mm -hmm. um, there's still going to be a lot to play for. Will they make it? Um, You know, it's interesting because, you know, they went on such a phenomenal run of consecutive wins and then you lose one, and then you kind of lose a bit of momentum, and they've lost a little bit of momentum, uh, and the performance and the result. I mean, the performance wasn't necessarily great against Japan. Certainly in that in that first half, got better, um, and then obviously they weren't able to hold on in the end. You look at the Saudi performance wasn't uh, wasn't that great either. So that's what you know. Graham Arnold's now job is to get them back to winning ways as quickly as possible. And tomorrow is a big chance. Big well, it's a big game for them. They've played China away already, even though it was technically Australia's home game. But they're going to play in China, probably, you know, a decent-sized crowd, so it's going to be a different atmosphere. They're all tough. All those games are tough. Doesn't matter what what ranking the other teams are. They're always tough places to go when you're playing away from home. Um, So, yeah, tough. And unfortunately for Australia but it was in one way, unfortunately, but then they still picked up the wins was they weren't able to play those games at home, but they did win them. So it doesn't really matter now. What's key is now they win the games they have remaining, certainly at home they have to win and they have to they have to win those next three games, like I said, China, Vietnam, Oman, two of those are away, but they need to win all three.
1: And today Schwy is November sixteen. Mate, do, you, do you get an extra little pep in your step when you see November 16, when you wake up in the morning and the alarm clock goes off and it is, uh, it is the day that your right hand, bang, sent us to the World Cup?
3: Well, it's not. Well, it didn't because it was Johnny Aloisi's. Uh, yeah, so like, read, let's be real look calm, what I'm right? reading
1: just it, to get excited it, about this. It, no,
3: the World not. Cup Destiny of it, Mark
2: Swartzer. Look at that. What a book. <laughs> the good thing about Swartz that is just you,
3: Bridgie, there's lots of pictures in there, mate, so you don't have to worry this? about what? reading too much.
4: Sports. You just admitted your kid's got a day off school. You know your wife is out shopping. It's it's just a,
0: <laughs> it's a holiday. <laughs> well, if she's a on holiday
4: out, in your house, <laughs> if she's out
3: shopping, uh, I'm in trouble because she's in Australia and I'm I'm over with you guys and I I uh, I don't know what she's up to, but I don't think she's out shopping. My kids are no longer at school, so if they're at the day off school, okay. that'd be a worry. <laughs> um, and you know what? It's not even November sixteenth yet. It's only the fifteenth over here
1: oh here
3: he goes here we so go. he's got oh, to well,
1: all bless to bless celebrate tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. yeah big day up for you big day plans for you <laughs> yeah. Schwartz, but memories of those days do you guys flick each other a text or anything or
3: no not at all uh, really it's uh, just what you see on social day. media yeah it kind of is like it's just when the, the dates pop up and something's written like you know 15 years or whatever it is or 10 years those times when it was in 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 2015 and then you kind of go 20 years and you just go wow was it that, that long ago you know, it was ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it, it's funny. I was just speaking to John Aloisi this afternoon, Claude, and he, he actually said in the WhatsApp group for the ex-Socceroos that he's involved with. Um, obviously, Swartz is not on it. They all acknowledge each other and send a message.
3: <laughs> yeah, I put that group on silent. Sorry, I didn't realize. Sorry, guys.
4: <laughs> one of the Sorry, best n- big
3: man. One of the best
1: nights in your career, Swartzie.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it's one of those. It was that time when. Obviously, we tried. We'd, we'd gone through so many campaigns, and and you know got to the final hurdle, and 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 sometimes looked like we were halfway there, and or just about there, and then and then it fell apart uh, at the last hurdle. Um, and then you know you you kind of think, well, is it ever going to happen? Certainly, when we were playing, even as good as a squad that we had, we always felt that we were good enough to well, we were good enough to perform in a World Cup. It was just trying to get there that was our problem. We just couldn't get over that that. Uh, that obstacle of qualifying for a world cup. And obviously 2005 was the moment that everything changed. Um, And it just goes to show you go back to that moment, that word momentum. And, you know, we've, we've qualified for every world cup since. And, and we actually, as players funny enough, before we qualified in 2005, we just, we felt that we honestly believed if we could qualify for one, we believe that we'd go on and, and Australia would learn from it, grow from it and potentially continue to qualify for a number of World Cups onwards. And obviously, you know, you, you're not going to know 100%, but you, you certainly believe for the next couple we would. And the guys have, have have carried it on. And obviously, it's a big, big challenge still to come now in front of them. But hopefully, they can continue that record um, because it's so important for the development the football in Australia. But yeah, so it was an amazing time and certainly was the moment where all of us were propelled to a different level and football in Australia was actually, actually recognized for the game, that it deserved to be recognized. And I think as footballers in Australia, we, 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 we gained more respect. uh, Something that I think was certainly lacking in the past.
1: Well, it was the final game of qualification. I think we did gain a little bit of respect worldwide. Tommy, you would have been playing your football. You would have been over in Europe, but was that a game that was, was shown around there? Did everyone tune in for that one or not really? Was it just big for
4: us? (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I think because like Uruguay, um, you know the, the South American. I think it, it had some panache. I think um, people watched it, um, and again, at least looked out for the for the result. Uh, it obviously, I don't think it was shown live in Denmark, but uh, or in England. But uh, it it yeah, it had significant. And uh, you know, we played like again. I played against Swansea. You know, we 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 all you know QL, uh uh, Viduka, Bridgie, uh, you know, um, as well, has played against these players, and 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 that's, you know, it's, it's, it's you knew them from day to day life, and 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 played against them every weekend, so it was something you looked out for. So it's significant, uh, I think, for Australia, as as as, as what he said.
3: I think the thing was as well. Um, I know, I know for a fact when I got back, you know, Gareth Gareth Southgate was saying to me, we came off the training field, and the penalty shootouts were happening. So the penalty shoot was happening, and they were like watching it. Um, on it was actually not watching it; they were watching Sky Sports uh, news talk about the penalties that were actually unfolding live, yeah. and then the fact that it was the last, the last uh, spot uh, up for grabs for the you know for the 2006 World Cup. So no, it wasn't live as far as I was aware, like like Thomas was saying there. Um, but I, I definitely know the guys were uh, certainly a group of them at, at Middlesbrough at the time were were fixated to listening to the. The uh, the commentary of of the penalty shootout at the time was Viduka with you at the time at Middlesbrough, or was he already moved on? Uh, When what what was that? It was two thousand and five, wasn't it? We qualified. So was Dukes? He uh, would have. Was he
2: still at Leeds? Yes, he was. was No, he was with us. No, he he moved. He must have moved in two or four.
3: Yeah. So he moved. uh, He he moved actually. Was it 204 or 205 season did he move to Middlesbrough? Because 205
2: we, season it would have been because the last game of the season, him and Harry Keel scored against Arsenal. They keep leads up the season before, and I think he left that summer.
3: Yeah, because we um, that that season we went on to the UEFA Cup final, mm. and Dukes Dukes was part of that. So that season, 2005 2006 um, was the World Cup year. So we qualified for the World Cup. Plus Middlesbrough made it to. UEFA um, Cup final.
2: Just inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. I do believe Verdukes, Yeah, think, was it Harry? Yeah, was it Harry Q last year, the year before, and then Dukes now.
3: I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sh- so far, sh- as far as I'm aware. Sh- 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 you're, you're waiting sh- by the phone, huh? <laughs> no, I didn't even know. I did. I only heard of about it. What? To, when? 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 Uh, Harry was uh, inducted into it. I didn't even know anything about it. It was just like, are you seriously not in there? No, no. No, I no, was so I think the Sorry, only, mate. I, was, there's only uh, I think there's only about four of them. I think four Aussie footballers or but five. You're the, most, of them.
2: you're the most capped Australian player, though, aren't you? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah I am. It's a given, mate. Just wait your time. Uh,
4: no, I'll be, <laughs> be, <that'd> be there. He'll <laughs> be, be there. It'll
2: I'm going to do, do a petition. All you listeners, get on. Sword teams have been at Hall of Fame for on the field antics <laughs>
1: and off the field. There you go. I'm just giving a compliment, <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Gents, it is, yeah, look, it is it is a great celebration and we are 16 years on, but nonetheless, we're going to be focusing on hopefully creating more memories so that we don't have to always just uh, on November 16, celebrate the good old times. Let's hope our soccerers can make our <laughs> fifth straight
3: World Cup, hopefully. Um, and did, you, yeah, oh, did you see the score? Did you see the score? It was 0-0 Northern Ireland, Italy. Did you see that? I think I mentioned it just before. Just late, oh, did yeah, you? I just yeah. oh, Sorry, just in case That's you right. missed
1: it. Uh, it's does okay, that mean Schwartz. Italy in the playoffs? Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. Okay
3: yeah wow who
1: would have thought Rob it eh? in rub it in yeah that's fine i'll let schwarty have this one because uh memories of totti running off sucking his thumb are probably still fresh um <laughs> so- <I> remember. <laughs> that Gros-
3: but that grosso guy i remember him <laughs>
1: Oh, gents. Uh, International break. It's not over yet. We've got more football coming up on Optus Sport tomorrow morning and still plenty to play for, particularly those playoff places and whether the Dutch will bottle it as well. We saw they did it four years ago, like the Italians, and they were 2-0 up. They were cruising to their World Cup. They lost the lead late on, and now they're in trouble with their final game against Norway. Gents, though, we do have the Premier League coming back this weekend. Some cracking games as well. Headlined probably by Liverpool against Arsenal. He's one from the Optus Sport team. They asked us to give some of our bold predictions for the rest of the season. Now, I want you, don't hold back. I know well, there's one man here, Marky Schwartz, who doesn't hold back with these ones. But firstly, I'm going to go with you, Tommy. I'm going to ask you one. Three clubs getting relegated. Who are they?
4: I think definitely Norwich, even though uh, Dean Smith has, has taken over now officially. Um, mm. I think he, he'll do a, a good job, uh, but I, I don't think it'll be enough. Watford, um I think Swartz will agree with me here <laughs> that area is not going to be the solution. And then, you know, I know Newcastle are in that position now, and you would think that they could make a run late in the season with with the amount of money. I fear for them a little bit, but I sadly think it's the end of of Burnley. Uh, mm. Even though they they've sort of seemed to have turned a little bit of a corner, put on a bit of a you know a bit of a run of late. I I, I don't think that. That they they will make it. So so those are, are my three:
1: Norwich, Burnley, and Watford. Schwartz. Uh, I don't know if uh, Claudio Ranieri just said something about Schwartz's family once or something because there's a there's a grudge, <laughs> there's a grudge there. Bridgie, not at all. <laughs> Bridgie, top <laughs> top four in the Prem. Who's it going to be? Top four in the Premier League. Who is it going to be?
2: I still think your boys, Chelsea, are going to win it. I think they're going to be closely followed by Manchester City. Liverpool will be in third position because I think the Christmas New Year period when they lose Salomon is going to be very, very tough for them. And he, you know what it is? I would love to see West Ham. I really would love to see West Ham get that. But I'm going to say Arteta and Arsenal. And that is absolutely painful to say. I think they will be the ones. um, I like what what he's done. He's inspired them. Um, And the the three that are going down, I agree with Tommy. Um, I think Brentford are going to have fallen from grace as well. They're on their way. Down towards that thing, but I do hope it's Burnley. But that's my top four.
3: (laughs) Hey, listen, my bottom three: uh, Newcastle, Leeds, and Tottenham. Getting it all, yeah, of course it would be. Just just, just, to piss me off.
4: (laughs) Hey, hey, uh, Bridget, with with Arsenal finish fourth uh, in your prediction, you won't like mine. uh, Sort of crazy one uh, that Tottenham is actually going to finish above Arsenal. Wow! What
1: the Conte effect? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Conte effect. You're I'll back on you. the Christmas card now, list now, Kane. As you said, Kane, Kane is scoring now, like hat tricks, four yeah, goals. Yeah, but he today, scores I for
2: think. a team full of bloody good attacking players.
1: <laughs> no, you got that wrong, Bridgie. He scores <laughs> know, against know, San know, Marino, a bunch of bakers and <laughs> yeah, plumbers. True. Come on, hey, hey, Sorry, mate. We've yeah. qualified yeah. for the World uh, uh, Cup. Uh, uh, but, um, Bain, I'll yeah. chat you next week. <laughs> Schwartzy uh, Next one for you Because I know you love to To jump in on these ones Next manager sacked In the Premier League
3: Who's it going to be? Ranieri oh, Oli <laughs> Who
4: knows Oli
3: Yeah Oli Wow Yeah it, It's a tie one between Oli and Ranieri But I think Oli's going to Pip it You know I, I think there's just so many rumours now About Them sounding out Various managers uh, I, I just Yeah I, I, I Yeah I can see uh, I think now What's going to happen Is that it's the player power um, hmm. And it's not even you know. Forget the whole Pogba thing and everything else because I I don't think he'll play. Uh, it depends. I, I say that. I say that. If they were to go with someone like Zidane, which I f- I don't I don't know if they would. I I, I just don't see. I don't know if that do, that do fits. Think,
4: do you not think he he wants the the French job after the champ after the World Cup? Do you not think that's I, what he's he, holding out for?
3: maybe you might be right it may be you you
4: may be absolutely right with that one i think that um, would suit
2: his personal life better as well because obviously he will get a lot uh, more time to be with his family travel to games when he wants and, to
4: and and who who's who's man united got us an option i think that that's going to be maybe social saving grace a little bit but i agree i think he's on the on the he's on the well, cuff with the I other one that, the us. other one has been heavily
3: the other one that's been heavily linked is um um brennan oh, rogers for the man, man united yeah. job yeah, they're saying yeah. he's
1: looking for a house in that area. That's the rumour that's come out.
3: Yeah, see, I, I would Ooh, see... Okay. Uh, so, like, you know, we talked about it earlier on. Obviously, Rodgers distanced himself straight away from the Newcastle job, right? So that's obvious. Um, but I think he would jump at the Man United job. Yeah. I, I think he Very would cool. absolutely jump. Um, and I think the
2: fans would jump at that opportunity. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, I think so as well. I, I, I think that could work really well. Um, the only issue, we gain is... Um, what has he won? He's won an FA Cup. Um, and, and, other, and other than that, you know, he's performed reasonably well at Leicester, but they have dropped away twice and missed out on those Champions League positions. Mm-hmm. But with the United side, I don't know. Is it, there's obviously always an element of risk, but I think I think that could be a really good fit as well. I mean, I said Pochettino last time. Um, and the more I think about it, I think that Brendan Rodgers is probably the better fit.
0: Well, you know, we always look at our Aussie managers
1: as well, and we think Ange Postacoglu is now at Celtic. Is that a, I guess, a stepping stone towards the Premier League? Because now Steven Gerrard, still in quite a youthful managerial career, has now taken the Aston Villa job. Pretty good job too. I mean, I think if you're a manager looking at that, we all agreed that Dean Smith was probably let go a little early. He's now moved. He's left Rangers. He's top of the league. He's won one league title, but he really looked like he could have gone on to build a legacy there. Does that just show, Thomas, the, the... I guess, the big difference in quality between the Scottish Premiership and the English Premier League, that you would leave a title-topping team to go to a team that at the moment is fighting for relegation?
4: You know, that, that's, that's the difference between the two leagues. You know, even though you, you are in Europe and, and he's done a great job at Rangers, even taking a, a mid-table team in the Premier League is, is a step in, the, you know, it's, it's a step up uh, financially. Mid-table, a Tommy, up.
2: sorry, I've got to correct you there. Relegation, battling team. <laughs>
4: Oh, there's a big mid-table contingency there. So I I would still say they're they're in mid-table as a Villa supporter. Um, But I I think it's a great opportunity for him. Um, He's taken over a a very talented squad. Yes, they've got some issues. I think in midfield, he needs to sort that out. I think uh, they haven't quite found the solution. They need to, you know, uh, they need to sort out the the back line. Um, I think Mings has has sort of dropped off. There's, There's players there. Target has dropped off. Um, and, and again, there's, there's, there's a huge talent pool the they, youth system. You know, he's worked, obviously, at Liverpool in, in the youth system. So he knows how to, to, to work with young players. And, and they've got probably one of the, the best youth setups in, in, in England. Uh, and just the players they, they have on the bench, uh, young players coming through. So I think it's a great opportunity for him. And, and instead of being a Lampard that takes a top job, like had he gone back to Liverpool... I think this is a great stepping stone to him. Uh, potentially, if he succeeds here, then Liverpool um, is obviously the the obvious choice uh, further down his, his career. But but I think uh, I heard a lot he of he has comments. a great opportunity to turn uh, sorry Aston Villa
2: around. There was a lot of comments coming through on the fans' phone from Rangers and things. Fans saying, "Oh, they're disgusted that Stevie's gone for the money." It's nothing to do with the money. Stevie's made enough money in yeah. his career to last him ten lifetimes. It's the opportunity that Tommy's just explained there to go to where I think Villa is a huge club. Having played at that stadium and seen them in the past, Where what they're geared up for, where they can potentially go. It is a next stepping stone for Stevie Gerrard's managerial career, knowing that his next job after this Villa job could be that move into his dream club, which is Liverpool after Klopp. And I think this was, it's a very, very calculated. Um, option for him. Uh, you know, Lampard turned down the Norwich City job. He didn't want a relegation on his CV, um, which again was a calculated decision. I've heard that Frank might be going to Rangers. That could be the transition, the swap deal, where he where he goes in to fill the void there. And I think Stevie will do a fantastic job. I really do. He's got Gary McAllister alongside him um, with the experience and the knowledge uh, of what he's done in, in the game as
3: well. And I think that it's a brilliant move. So you don't think he's been... You, you, Sorry, you, he's been at he's been at Villa as well. Gary McAllister, hasn't he, with Hulier? Yeah. Yes, so true. he knows the club a little bit, and and on that side of things as well.
1: For for Stevie G, though, you're at Rangers and you you've got your your system, you've got your players, you're killing it. If you go back to back winners, and you qualify for them for the Champions League, is that? A safer passage into a top club, rather than taking a team like Villa, which yeah, there's good players there, but they've got some problems at the moment.
2: I think he wants to test himself against. Uh, listen, when when they're playing the Scottish Premier League, there's no no doubt about it. When he comes up against Ange Postacoglu and Celtic, mm. the the tactics come into it. Every team uh, or most of the teams in that Scottish Premier League, when they play Celtic or they play Rangers they become a very defensive unit and it's time to break them down and try and get through the blocks. Mm -hmm. Stevie's probably thinking, right, if I want to educate my football development, I've got to challenge myself against the top teams in the world. Some are going to leave themselves open, some are going to play the defensive block. And I think that that is the key to him becoming a better tactical manager, um, which will set him up and gear him up for the future. Definitely. I think that's the challenge that Stevie has set his sights on.
1: Fair enough. Well, I think everyone that played with him said that he just had a mind for football and, and a lot of players have come out saying they're not surprised he's gone on to be successful. It got me thinking, Schwartzy, in your time playing, did you you would have played with players that went on to become managers. Can you tell that a, a, one of your teammates is going to become a world-class manager? Is it often those ones that you would have never expected?
3: I think there's a combo. I think there's a combo of each. So obviously with Gareth, uh, always knew he talked about it. He, you know, he's always a real thinker. You kind of knew that his natural progression was either going to be working at the FA, which he ended up doing as well, but going into management, coaching, um, and he did all of that, um, and then obviously ends up kind of almost through default um, becoming the England manager. But but when he was, once he was given that opportunity, you know, he made it his own, and look where he's where he's come to. Um, Frank Lampard. I mean, I didn't, you know, listen. I played with him for a year and a half. Uh, what well, a year, and. He was someone that you, again, ate, slept, and lived football. So you kind of thought that he would be involved in football somewhere along the line, that he'd become a manager. I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know him well enough. But John Terry certainly, I thought, was going to go. He, he, he made it very clear he wanted to go into management. I mean, he was taking notes of training sessions and everything, uh, even whilst he was still playing. He's got a book, and he was he was marking down all the sessions that he thought were really good and, and, and of interest, um, and uh, from my understanding, he also had a lot of discussions with the coaches about the session. So, you know, he was he was informing himself from a very very early stage. Um, so yeah, so those guys definitely. I mean, the odd the odd ones like Harry Harry becoming manager and Bridge will probably tell you as well. I just never shock. thought. Yeah, I never thought in a million years Harry would become a manager. Yeah,
2: totally agree. Him and Johnny Woodgate at Leeds were the two that I didn't think. Yeah. we become managers and both of them had a had a, had a crack at it. Lee Bowyer? Uh, you no, know, I saw something in Lee. Um, to be fair, apart from him, he's
3: off the field and ticks. Yeah, that's, that's why I thought. I just time. didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. I think the
2: maturity and the way he handled everything in the past, he would have geared him up. Um, and he he still had that cranky characteristics that I think um, you need in that lower division sometimes. Um, yeah. and he had the respective of the playing style that he had. So I always thought that one, but the one, the one for me that uh, I always felt would go on to do it, um, to be a manager was Lee Clark. Uh, having been at Newcastle United and at Sunderland playing with him, became the captain. Clark, he was like, you say, always taking notes on sessions. He was even coaching the young kids teams and senior men's teams when he was a player. Uh, and I think he became the Fulham manager. I do believe um, sorted for a point, did he? The Clark, yeah, he
4: was. Yeah. yeah, so he went yeah. on
2: to have a he's, and he's still coaching. I think he's he's over in he's, the Middle East somewhere now. He's in Africa,
4: no, uh, in Africa or something. Yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah, he, he, there is players that you can see, but Harry was a big one for me because Harry Harry hated any media event. He hated talking to the press. He <laughs> didn't. When we're doing set plays, if Harry wasn't on a set play, he didn't give a shit. It, it was almost like, you know, it was it was about Harry. And I was very surprised when I, when he did go into management and how much he loves coaching. Because I, I didn't mm-hmm. think that he was he was geared up for it. And he, he's proved it
1: wrong. You know, it feels like a lot of players either decide to go into management or go into media or just get away from the game completely. At what point, Tommy, do you start thinking about that? At what point in your career do you start thinking about what you're going to do afterwards? And is management something you have to just know in your playing times? Or is, is the door always open to management for someone like yourself? Or is, have you made made up your mind?
4: No, I, I haven't shut the door. I, I just uh, deliberately t- chose to to sort of uh, prioritize my family um, after I finished. Um, now I'm getting to sort of the uh, kids leaving a bit of a <laughs> Swartz's situation where the kids <laughs> are are, le- are leaving, are leaving us, don't want to spend time with us, and uh, <laughs> and I need to I need to sort of uh, you know uh, look look you know at least to the future, and and, and, mm-hmm. and I think management would would be uh, an interesting opportunity. Um, you know, I, I quite like that challenge of, of working with players, the, the mental, the tactical battle, and uh, and that challenge. So, I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, I need to sort of step on the ladder, I think. Uh, uh before that, the
2: Eagles are looking for a um, goalkeeping coach, mate. If you're interested,
1: <laughs> it's like your job, Bridgie. What do you mean, goalkeeper
2: coach? Yeah, steady on, steady on. <laughs> just watch you. He'll- <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jens. Well, uh, I'm sure Look, we're going to see more managers Make the move in the Premier League We've seen the merry-go-round kickoff And usually when that starts It doesn't stop So uh, watch closely for Mark Schwartz's predictions Claudio Ranieri and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Gone potentially before Christmas I'm sure we're going to see plenty more Come out of nowhere Antonio Conte as well we're, Tommy reckons Tottenham finishing above Arsenal We've seen already a fair bit of Premier League football this season. And so this is the next task. Now, be careful with this one. We're going to create our Premier League eleven so far this season. Chances are Opta to sport. They're going to make a graphic out of this. They're going to put it on social. And we're going to get smashed either way, no matter what we pick, guys. So I'm going to kick it off with our two goalkeepers. Who's
4: been the best goalkeeper in the Prem so far this season? Go on, Thomas. Um, I yeah, and no, I think Mendy uh, has, has, you know, he's been very consistent for a long time. I know he plays in a, in a good team with a with a great defense in front of him, but he makes a difference in, in big games. I think he's shown that uh, six clean sheets this season. I think you can put Ramsdale, it'll be between him and Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale <laughs> just hasn't played enough games. I think of late, he's been top form. He obviously played for England this morning. Uh, but yeah, Mendy for me, uh, definitely uh, first choice. We're
1: putting in Mendy, Shorty? Yeah, absolutely. Happy
4: with that. Let's move into the debated
1: right-back position, Bridgie. As an Englishman yourself, it's probably out of one of those. Although Joao Cancelo's in there, could play on the left, though. Who are you putting at right-back in the Premier League this season?
2: We've had this discussion about, um, is it going to be Trent Alexander or is it going to be, James, I'm going to take Trent Alexander-Arnold of Liverpool? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it. Um, his distribution, his work rate, um, and yeah, I just feel he's had a few more games this season over James. We're going to let Bridgie take that one? We're we happy with that one, guys? Plus, he's got more points on Fantasy League.
1: No, <laughs> so he's, he's above him in Fantasy League, mate. That just tells everything for me. <laughs> That's all we need, right? We're happy yeah, with that. Yeah, it's a tight one. It's a tight one, I agree. Yeah, all right. We'll put Trent Alexander-Arnold. At least we know we're not going to have the Liverpool fans. That's bang out of order, mate. They give it to me every time. <laughs> That's not bad, lad. Every time, every time I put James ahead of him, um, We go to the centre of defence, centre-backs. We'll play two of them. Who've been the best this season, Schwartzy?
3: Oh, who's been the best this season?
2: Why are we playing with two? Well, you want to play a back three? No, I'm just asking. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. <laughs> but if we get three names thrown in the hat, we might have to change it.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, Really good, that's good question, really. Um it's a hard one, really. I mean, I'm gonna to have to say, and I, I'm, I'm surprised I'm saying this because it wasn't so long ago where I just thought he wasn't good enough uh, to play for Chelsea. Ooh. But I think he's changed my mind. Certainly, he's played very, very well. Certainly, with back oh, three. this is so, not your friend that you if, don't if, like you're Rudiger. not saying. You're, Rudiger, gonna, you're not saying. If you're Rudiger. gonna go with a back three, you're gonna <laughs> have to put Thiago Silva in.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. No, Rudiger. You're gonna have to put Rudiger in. Love- yeah
2: love the way you've swallowed oh Humble Pipe because I had him in a back three, but in a back two, I haven't got him. So there you go. No,
3: no, exactly. I agree. So if you're going to go with back three, I'm going to put Rudiger in. If you're not going with back three, then he's not in. So okay. we're not going with the back three.
2: We'll go with the back two. So he's not <laughs> Yeah, in. let's go. Let's go 4-4-2, four, 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 please.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who else did you have, Bridgie?
2: I've got Van Dijk just because of the way he's bounced back for Liverpool. Um, listen, I, I know yeah. it's going to cause I'm going for Liverpool again. Um, I just think the way he's bounced back from his injury... And he's, yeah, I I just like him. I like what he's all about. And Liverpool again, flying. And he's catalyst behind that.
1: Is that just because it's him though? Is that like... because of of who he he is and the
2: presence of him and what he is. Has been better players and is going to give you one.
3: Yeah, I don't think he's... uh, Listen, he's a phenomenal player. Um, No doubt about it. I I don't think he's quite at it yet. I I think it's also hard to look beyond someone like Ruben Ruben Diaz because I think he's still, again, has been really, really good. Um, kind of flown under the radar again a little bit um, so far. He was my in other Man one, City. Sorry,
2: he was my other one.
3: Yeah, but I, I think Man City as a whole have flown under the radar a little bit because everyone's always talked about the fact they haven't got a striker number nine, and they've just quietly gone about their business. And yeah, they're they're, they're there at the moment. You know, they're not far off Chelsea. They're there. They're, they're primed. Yeah, so um, we'll take, so,
2: uh, we'll take they're let's take Diaz sheets. in. Both of us have got well Diaz,
3: well. and Tommy can get the other centre half in. There you
4: go. Yeah. Uh, no! I can uh, put uh, fly the flag of uh, Christensen. I think he's uh, he's he's been fantastic. Uh, I know he hasn't. You know, I was actually looking at the stats between him and Rudiger, and uh, Rudiger's played more games, but the stats are very very similar. So, I, I, and I, he's done so well in the big games, uh, Champions League, and and. Uh, for Denmark as well, so um, you know it's a tight one. But um, yeah, I fly that. the Danish flag for Christmas. You happy with that? You happy with that
2: Swarty? Yeah, we go with. Uh, um,
4: I agree.
3: I think he's been. I think he's been really, really good. And um, yeah. So what are you going to do? Are we Christian, going with four? The Christensen and Diaz. And Let's two? have
2: Christensen yeah. and Diaz in there, and I'll 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 say bye
1: bye to um, Van Dyke. Christensen and Diaz, and at left back, who we got Cancelo
3: has to be right. Gotta Cancelo, be. yeah.
2: yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter way, where you play him, Swarty? Yeah,
3: you... Yeah, so, um Yeah. No, not necessarily. I, I, I listen. I think. Listen, Chua done really well since he's come into the side. Um, I also think Robinson's been, uh, as always, you know, still very, very strong and very steady. You put him over Cancelo. I probably would. You know, I think. I think he. I think he. I think he dictates a game more than and, and has more of an influence in a game than than Cancelo. Wow, personally, so, yeah,
2: you. yeah, okay. I'll tell you who came close in mind um, for West Ham, Cresswell.
3: Mm. Yes. Yeah. He's a,
2: he's had a cracking season so far. So he's, he's yeah. could be a bench. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's
1: a few players push, push that there. Uh, he's a Cucurella from, uh, from Brighton. Yeah, he's been By the way, what well. a player. How good uh, he? Been? He's
4: been good. He's been good. Is
1: he, how is was his, uh, oh, I don't want to get distracted. Carry on. Tommy. Tommy, tell
4: me who you're picking at left back. We need you to decide. You're the level head here. No, uh, no, I've gone Cancelo. Um, yeah. you know, again, um, I, th- I think he offers so much, uh, you know, he's both defensively, he has a lot of breakups, uh, and then also going forward, I think he, he he's an important player for them. So um, Don't talk about his personal yeah. life or breakups.
3: I mean, that's, you know,
4: that's his business. <laughs> oh, come on, Swarty. <laughs> that joke. <laughs>
1: decent, decent team so far. We've got Mendy, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Christensen next to Diaz and Cancelo at left back. We're moving to the midfield. We, we happy with a 4 What are we playing here? Four, three three. Yeah, four three, three. three three. We need I've a holding that, yeah. mid. I think I know who we're all going to agree on. Holding mid, who is <laughs> Tommy? Tommy, come on!
4: Uh, you know I talked him up for Man United. Uh, Declan Rice, I think, has has uh, sealed that position uh, for, for a while now. I think he's he, yeah, as a player as a leader. Um, I think he's he's been very instrumental in what West Ham have done and are doing. So for me, he's a, he's a set in stone in that uh, holding midfield role. We all agree I, on that. I agree. Yeah, unbelievable
1: yeah. stats yeah. through the roof, Mister Consistent, flying the flag, brilliant. And we step in front of him. Two more attacking, advanced midfielders. Who are we putting? Can I throw one in? Can I throw one in here? Of course you can. Crystal
2: Palace, Conor Gallagher.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've got him down on my list. There yeah. you go. He's he's been, been outstanding,
2: standout man. He every game, and I think he's been uh, obviously Vieira's coming and done wonders, but he's given. Them a forward thinking attitude, and he is the way he has utilized Gallagher is sensational. Yuri Tillemans. He's
4: got four, four goals as well. Ooh. Four goals to assist. So. Tillemans. Yuri um, Tillemans.
1: Tommy, what uh, do you think about that? I got
4: Ben Roman, Roman as well. Oh I, I think there's a lot of people. Uh I have actually put Tillemans in. Um I think of late, his he's had a little drop-off. But, uh, you know, he's he still, you know, still scored some goals and, and assists to say, yeah. as well.
3: Out of the Leicester players, even though they've had a bit of a drop-off, he's the one that's still, I think, he's got to score some phenomenal goals and probably the, the standout uh, player for them. Have, who, yeah, what have you, there's,
2: Claude, is anybody for you that you want to throw in?
1: No, I mean, I've, I've looked. Look, Fornells, I don't think he's quite at the level there to to knock one of them off. Yeah. I, I yeah. not believe we're not talking about Man City midfielders. It's incredible. They've just been too Boom. much rotation there. Boom. you know, yeah. would it, who would it be? Would it be Phil Foden? When there's, no. there's been there's been
4: so much rotation, yeah, but, but he's not playing in that position, is he? No, no you play him
3: out wide, wouldn't Bernard- you? You play
4: him yeah. out wide, yeah.
3: Bernardo,
1: yeah. So, are, you, are you happy with
4: Tillisman? Yeah, I think um, you know, and I, you know, we're also looking at like most improved. I, you know, it's for this season. You know, it's not on reputation as such. Mm. So I think that those three players we got in there. I think you know, had made a mark and, and, and been instrumental for their clubs. Uh, and, and again, scored goals been, you know, yeah. So, so, so I think we've we've got it uh, quite right. We can like argue it. with a few players, but yeah.
1: I like it. Let's invite some of the comments. I don't mind yeah. that. That's a good midfield three. Declan Rice, Connor Gallagher, and we're going to go with Yuri Telemans. Now we get to the front three out wide oh, on hmm. the right. Who are
4: we going with? <laughs> Is this a wind up? He's probably a, a he's probably a set in stone as that. He's, he's
2: the captain of this team, mate. He is the captain of this team. I'm giving him a new ten year deal. I don't know about it. <laughs> Come on, Mo. Come on, Mo Salah. That's ten goals.
1: Asked. He's already got one hand on PFA Player of the Year. Let's be real. Mo Salah on the right. Forty four shots.
3: Yeah, it's this crazy. season.
2: Ten goals. He's just absolutely uh, flying the flag. I, yeah.
3: But has he has he really been that good?
4: <laughs> oh come on! Wow, you nearly, you nearly got a big fight
3: there. <laughs> oh. Should we just leave him out the? Right. Should we leave them out
2: the starting lineup because oh, the, the that. traction that people generate? Oh generates. my Brilliant. god, so good!
1: It'd be so good. Who's playing on the left, gentlemen?
4: Hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: Rafinha, uh, I've, I've got Rafinha a, in there. Yeah, he, oh, plays on, yes, he plays on. He
0: uh, plays on the right.
3: Have you gone for a token gesture? Leeds player is that what it is?
2: Token gesture, mate? Are
4: you kidding? He's got five goals, <laughs> five goals. this
3: season. He's, he's so easy. Oh, it's so easy to get him hook line and sink I think goes, it's
4: between. It? I think I agree with you, Bridget. I think it's between Rafinha and Foden. I think that those are the two I would put in there. But yeah, what I've, about I've West Ham player, gone Rafinha Bowen? as well. Bowen?
3: Yeah, Jared Bowen. To be fair, Jared Bowen has been absolutely outstanding, hasn't he?
2: He has, man. He, and you think he's come from the Championship? Yeah. Another player that can you can you do it in the Premier League? Yes, I can. So I'm absolutely, this is the position that really killed me because I thought there was three, four five players could have been there. So, Smith, right? Um, nah, not enough games. No? No, nah, not
3: enough games this season. Okay. Yeah, Saka, Saka hasn't been anywhere near, near as good as he was last season. Nah, okay. no. Um, struggled. S- uh,
4: uh,
3: yeah, uh, Foden, obviously Mo Salah, Foden. <sighs> Rafinha's been good. Smith- Rafinha, Bowen. S- Jared oh, Bowen's S- been Smith- exceptional.
1: When you look at the well. fact that Bowen is coming third in the Premier League and Rafinha is coming 15th, does that add yeah, back to him? Uh,
2: no, because that means that the team are playing better, they create creating more chances. West Ham and they're playing the forward. When you're playing in a, a team that are struggling and you're still scoring, and getting the standout ratings that Rafinha is getting, that means that uh, you know, you're on top of your game. And okay. he, there's a lot well, of they've teams had slim pickings, haven't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> a lot of teams chasing them. I, I really like them. So I'm, I'm easy. I don't care who you put in there, Claude. Why don't we leave it up to you, Rafinha and or you
4: Bowen?
1: Won't get well, no. Look, uh, I'm Bowen.
3: I'm going Bowen. You're going oh.
1: Bowen. Tommy, it's down to you once again.
4: Oh, I'm flying oh, the well, flags wow. for
1: Leeds United, marching no, on together. I put Rafinha. Uh, yeah,
4: Rafinha. Uh, yeah, I will put Rafinha. Yes. yes! I'll put oh, Rafinha. The keepers' union has been separated. Leeds United have sucked that. in another victim.
1: Get in. <laughs> oh, that's I'll, I would go Bowen. But unfortunately, I'm... Uh, you don't I'm, get to in this, man. I'm not Carry an on. expert
3: here. <laughs> now he doesn't. You go, what do you reckon?
1: <laughs> I'm not an expert here, gents. I'm just uh, a pretty face. We'll go with Rafinha at left wing. Let's go with our striker. Who is leading the line? Hey, look, it, it looks like it's got
4: to be one man, but
1: I don't know. Who's leading the line here? Tommy?
4: Uh, I've got Antonio. I think he's, he's been outstanding. Six goals. Uh, has. three assists. Um, again, a lot of shots on, on target. Um, I think he, he again the physicality he brings, um, you know, just always sniffing around the box, be being a game changer. So for me, um, he's he's in there. Vadi has seven. Yeah, I know, but
2: <laughs> so the style of play I've been looking at because we've gone with a four-three-three three, and the players that are in and around, if we've got Antonio playing up top there, we need them obviously the two. Rafinha and Salah running beyond them the two midfielders on, they're not going to be forward runners they're going to be I'm taking Vardy I'm going for the front three of pure pace uh, I would him. like to see Vardy in there oh, I'm,
3: going, I'm going to go Maxwell corner
4: get <laughs> four goals he's been outstanding he has have you seen his goals by the way I have I've been admiring uh, it, and every time uh, I've been thinking about you and what you've said. I know, you know I, I know, I know. I'm jumping on. I'm the bandwagon. I love oh, the way he's left the station, I love mate. the way
2: he's signed for Burnley. <laughs> he's had a look at the area, and he's bought a house in Manchester. <laughs> look at the picture, Swarty. Look at the picture on the screen.
3: <laughs> that's magnificent. <laughs>
2: we knew he would get a mention. Well, Shorty's that's his love we, child. We can't celebrate. There's three to pick from now, Claude. It's, it's down to you, the expert, now.
1: <laughs> oh man uh, oh, they're, Look They're non-expert Come on I'm gonna I'm gonna Look I, I probably would go with. I love Vardy And he's, he's got that One more goal than Antonio After five games I would have said Mikel Antonio But since then Really?
3: Really? You, you don't think You don't think Vardy's no, out- I I reckon I, I agree though I, I think Antonio I actually do agree I was missing about with Maxwell Corner, of course But I, I think Antonio Has been absolutely outstanding So Antonio over Vardy? I think so. Yeah, I mean his power, everything about him. I think so. Okay. Well, well, Bridgie,
1: the goalkeepers must know something about yeah. scoring goals. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
3: totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy. Yeah, one-one. Because-
2: Either or, it doesn't make any difference because Antonio, Free's off the field and the banter they bring to yeah. the dressing room, his goal yeah. celebrations. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. I, I don't mind that because Vardy comes with a little bit of baggage because of Rebecca, so yeah.
0: <laughs> you, know, oh, let's,
3: let's... you have to take her that one step too far, don't <laughs> you? What? Baggage? She's, you know, she likes her bags. <laughs> oh, this is oh. just this. Oh, no. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah, we're well, well, taking Antonio, definitely. That's, it.
3: That's, the, that's the deal breaker. <laughs> uh, don't ever go flag. to Leicester, mate. Whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, to,
1: to clarify, we've got Mendy in goals, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Diaz, Christensen, Cancelo. We've got Declan Rice, Tielemans and Conor Gallagher. Salah on the left, we've gone for Rafinha and up top, Mikel Antonio. Pretty decent team. That's our Optus Sport lineup. Who is the manager of the side? Can I just say one
2: thing? Manchester oh, United player in there. How to
1: amazing to, to is count. that? No to be Tuchel. Yeah. Tommy Tuchel, yeah. Tommy Tuchel, yes,
4: yeah. Tuchel and uh, David Moyes on the bench.
1: I was yes. sick.
2: Can we can we just put a Man United <laughs> player on the bench, please, just to make sure the Manchester United fans are happy? Can we just put somebody? Yeah, but who, in, uh... no, but
3: hang on, hang on. Who would they even pick? Seriously, who would yeah. they pick out of their team?
2: Probably De Gea.
3: No, but he's, nah, he's, but not, he's not, not been a he's, patch on Mendy. He's not, he's nah. not been a... Wamba soccer.
2: Nah, nah. No. Maguire, Maguire definitely Maguire. Fred, Fred. There you go. It's getting better, getting better. Um, I've, I've Ronaldo. There you go. I'd like to have him as an yeah, I new mean,
3: He scored four goals, right? And he's obviously scored Champions League goals as well, which has been really important. Yeah, I'm, I'm but he hasn't done the same as Antonio. He hasn't had the no. same influence as what Antonio has had. No, but I just want to put a Manchester
2: United player on the bench so we don't look like what anti-Manchester United because that's what we're going to get for this. But that's the reality of this system.
3: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think any Man United fan right now in this moment in time would have any qualms with that, any problems with that because I, I don't think they'd so. be looking at the same thing and they'd be going, yeah. are you mad? They'd, they'd be probably rubbish. rather play Michael Carrick instead of Fred and McTominay anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: they want <laughs> Roy good. back in there as well. Fair enough. Pretty solid team, gents. Uh, No doubt we'll cop some hate anyway because that's exactly what football fans do on social media. So I invite that and I'm excited to see what people write. We've got Premier League back this weekend. Happy days. International break has been good, but I'm sure everyone's looking forward to see. Firstly, how Antonio Conte goes with his Spurs team. He's now had the boys training for quite some time. It's Michael
3: Bridges' derby, Tottenham
1: against Leeds. Bridgie, who's winning it? Um, I can see this one oh, being a draw.
3: Yeah, I'm just about to say, what offensive <laughs> this is going to be. There's no way in the world he's going to say anything else.
2: Oh, God. Oh, he says. Do you not know? No, oh, I'm going to say oh God. Bielsa and Leeds United are going to do do um, Tottenham Hotspur
3: here. I of course he's going to say that. He's a club ambassador. What yeah. else is he going to say? That's oh, such right. a loaded question, honestly. Leeds, he's he's, child,
4: bro, he's a, a childhood Tottenham fan. Leeds will win this over my childhood team. Yeah. Grow some
3: balls, like, that's all I'm, I'm going to say
2: I want to keep my employment with United United. Go <Leeds>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, uh, I think Antonio Conte at home This is a big one for him to win and win everyone over But we also have a Mark Schwartz derby Before we get to that me and,
2: The difference between me and Stevie Gerrard Stevie didn't go for the money Leeds, I'm employed by, so I'm sticking with Leeds over my boyhood team.
1: I mm. need I need that money. <laughs> I dare say there's probably a few differences between you and Stephen Gerrard, Bridgie. Um, but we'll go,
3: we'll go with the, uh, the. I think there's
1: more than a few, mate. <laughs> I'm happy to sit in his shadows.
2: Don't you worry about that.
3: <laughs> the Mark Schwarzer derby's on Leicester against Chelsea. Schwartz, yeah, kind of. Kind of issue, you know. Like I wouldn't even really call it a derby. Listen, I, I, I moonlighted at both clubs for a very short period of time. Um, did you, you still back to back Premier League crowns? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I reckon, I think Chelsea's going to win. I mean, Leicester is, 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 is as 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 talented as they are. I just see the wheels continue to uh, to um wobble, fall off. Yeah, I'm not right. saying fall off just yet. I'm saying wobbling.
1: Mm. And especially yeah. with all the, all the managerial
3: talk about yeah. just leaving. Yeah. That's I, I kinda... just, Chelsea just look, I mean, I know, you know, I don't know. I just think over, overall, the, again, what what also depends with Chelsea is how well they come back from international break. That's mm. the only other thing. That's the, yep. the one concern I have and they're kicking off at 1230, the early kickoff.
1: Mm. Yeah. So it can affect you. Definitely in the biggest game of the weekend, Tommy Sorensen, Liverpool against Arsenal. Something in the air tells us that this could be an upset result. Could Arsenal get a result at Anfield?
4: You know, if they do, um, definitely, uh, you know, I think Arteta could then wipe away all uh, doubts about um, where he's going this season. Um, I think it's a big test for Arsenal. Um, They've been very solid defensively. They'll be tested. Um, I, I still think Liverpool will have enough uh, to, to beat them, Though, even though I think they've been overshadowed a bit. Ram, Ramsdale have played. He needs another blinder. Mm. Uh, I, I still see cracks in that Arsenal team at the back uh, in the way they play. I don't think they are uh, quite there yet. So I think that's why Liverpool um, will win this uh, in a fairly tight contest, but Liverpool will be too good, with especially Salah. I think uh, he'll find some gaps in that uh, back line. Bridget, you had something to say there? So your hand up.
2: I, I just want to give a massive shout out um, because I know he's a big listener of the Gagan pod to Eddie Howe. Um, his <laughs> first game in charge of Newcastle United going up against Brentford at home at a full St. James's Park. I want to wish him all the best. Get the three points, um, start your career, at Newcastle off on a winning way and hopefully that will shut up Lloyd Owusu who is in the Brentford Hall of Fame and he tells me every week um, and he's still upset with me for saying Brentford will go down so come on Castle United and Do you yeah. reckon that'll win? Do you reckon it's a good appointment? Uh, I, oh Listen, I said, um, bloody Nuno on Santo was a good appointment at Spurs. So, yeah. so what do I know? That's, yeah. why, I, that's I why
3: I wanted to put you on the spot.
2: I, I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's a big friend, for.
3: <laughs> come on, was
2: it a good appointment or not? Come on. But, was Eddie a good appointment? Um, I would like to seem better, obviously, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> He's oh, he, January. Just he
4: him good luck and 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 and. Oh yeah, I forgot he listens to this. Sorry, yes, I think he's (laughs) unbelievable. Sorry, Eddie. (laughs) And now you're stabbing him in the back. (laughs) All right,
1: okay. Well, a few massive games, gents, coming up this weekend. But that one, Liverpool-Arsenal, is pretty remarkable because Liverpool have scored 31 goals this season. Arsenal have scored a mere 13, only one more than teams like Newcastle. And yet, with a win here, They'll jump ahead of Liverpool and into the top four. So massive one, that one. Keep your eye on that. And all the other games coming up in the Prem this weekend, gents. It's been eventful this one. We've built a solid team. We've spoken all things international. Look forward to the games this weekend. I'm sure we're gonna have plenty more to talk about. Thanks for joining me. Schwartzzi, past your bedtime. You ready for bed, mate?
3: Uh yeah, just about, mate. Did you hear Northern Ireland drew nil nil at Italy? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so oh, what does I that find- mean? Does that mean yeah. that Italy only playoffs? What what happens like,
1: now? Fantastic, well I love look, it. Lord? look, let's see who let's see who we're playing first. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I can I just ask you another question, Claude,
2: as well? The the room that you were in is it um, is the air conditioning like minus five? Because you've got a turtle neck <laughs> on.
1: You're in Australia, mate. What is going on? I'm a flashy kind of guy. Threatened. We're going to go <laughs> shoot some match previews and I'm going to make you look like an old man next to me. That's what it is. Oh, a challenge on. He's, he's wearing
3: on. black. He's got a black jacket as well. He's in mourning, mate. They're going to go for the playoffs. They're probably going to play at Sweden and, and Zlatan's going to score the winner. I hope not. Absolutely.
1: I'll not. tell you what, if that happens, it's going to be more Gegenpod host changes here than, than Watford. <laughs> Okay, you're going to have to look for another host. So, don't be surprised. Okay? Don't be surprised. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. Have a cracking week and I'll see you next week. Guys, everyone watching from home, make sure you tune in to the international break. It's not over on Optus Sport and then we look forward to all the prem and all the rest coming up. We'll have you covered as always. See you next week for some more Gagan and Pop.